this episode, we look at the importance of investment in football infrastructure on the continent, and we also look at Rwanda's GDP growing by 10%. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse, everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Key Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The greatly anticipated Qatar World Cup 2022 came to a thrilling end. Morocco had a historic run in Doha, beating big-name teams such as Spain and Portugal. It's the first time a team from Africa has made it to the semi-finals. Clive Chazé, who covered the tournament in Qatar, returns to the podcast to talk about what Morocco's progress means for the African teams and the importance of investment in football infrastructure on the continent. It is very, very, very important uh, to invest in infrastructure, uh, sports infrastructure, or you would say football infrastructure uh, in, in particular, uh, because on so many occasions, uh, one of the reasons that have been given why our sportsmen and women uh, don't uh, really uh, scale to the heights uh, that I want them to scale or they don't compete favorably when they go uh, to compete at the big stage like the World Cup, the Africa Cup of Nations, the Olympics, the All-Africa Games and uh, the Commonwealth Games and all those other games, the World Championships, so the international uh, games are played um, at uh, the global scene is uh, because we don't have very good infrastructures. We don't have infrastructures that meet uh, the, the standards. That is if we actually have infrastructures at all. So it is very, very, very important as a continent uh, to invest a lot in infrastructure because investing in infrastructure also comes with its own benefits. Uh, today, Qatar is known globally because of hosting the World Cup. They invested in infrastructure. That is why they were able uh, to pull it off. When you bring it back on the continent, South um, Africa is known for hosting the World Cup because they invested in infrastructures. They are known for you for the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, countries like Cameroon, countries like Egypt, uh, Ka- Algeria soon is going to be hosting the Chan. All the eyes of the continent and probably the globe are going to be on Algeria because they're hosting Chan. But you can't be hosting these events if you don't have uh, proper infrastructure that meets uh, international standards. So it is very, very, very important to invest in infrastructure as a continent. Uh, the belief that Morocco's investment in World Cup infrastructure uh, upped uh, their, their game, you, you can't necessarily really uh, put it down to that, uh, though it played a part, because without proper infrastructures, that means they wouldn't have the proper structures of uh, football development. Uh, but also the fact is most of uh, their players uh, play abroad. Most of those players were born abroad, uh, they play abroad, they have been exposed uh, to some of the best facilities, some of the best infrastructure, some of the best football education there is out there in the, in the world. So you could say that uh, uh, their investment uh, in world-class uh, infrastructures uh, helped them up their game. In the future, without a doubt, uh, it is something that will help them up their game. But the reason for me they were able to get this far in this competition was because of uh, doing so many things right. The hard work they invested in, the support of the FA, the support of um, uh, the, the, the government 
statements um, which encouraged and attracted these Moroccan players who are littered uh, all over the world to have interest to come and play for their national team. In the past, it wasn't the case. Before 2014, the Moroccans never wanted to play for their national team because of uh, how things were done, the African way of doing things. But uh, when they decided to go back on the drawing board and decided to do things the proper way, think the way things are uh, the way things are supposed to be done, treat players the proper way, give them their, their allowance when you're supposed to give them, create the best environment um, uh, for, for them to operate, to train. But now that's, that is where now the facilities come in, the training facilities, the camps and all that. Players leave uh, Europe and come back to Morocco and it's like they are still in Europe because of the infrastructure that um, the Moroccan government has been able to put up. Well, elsewhere, players leave Europe, the European clubs to come and play for the African clubs and it's like uh, they have left heaven for hell now, which in a way affects them in one way or the other. But also because uh, African uh, sports administrators or football administrators uh, do so many things wrong and very few things right. Um, but uh, it is the total opposite with Morocco. And for me, that is one of the reasons why uh, they have been able uh, to actually get this farm in this competition. Well, FIFA sends uh, this money to African countries, and uh, this money is usually attached to specific programs. Uh, but most of this money is attached to infrastructure and sports or football development. Now, football development can be interpreted in so many ways on the African continent. Uh, that is uh, me politely saying that actually when this money comes, uh, it is misused or put to other things that don't really matter other things that don't uh, develop the game, other things that don't uh, develop the sport, other team, other things that don't give these players the exposure uh, they need. So FIFA continues to do that, but unfortunately, uh, the people who receive this money decide to do other things uh, or, or decide to do uh, the, the total opposite, uh, which is not a very, 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 very good thing. I mean, you have a country like Ghana who had a budget of... Um, the World Cup that was close to 10 million US dollars or more. And uh, this is a budget that was to, uh, supposed to take care of uh, over 50 people, including the players, the coaches, and other people. Today, they are under 20, under 17 team is preparing for competition. They are under 20 team is preparing for the Africa Cup of Nations uh, that will be next month in Egypt. And they are renting a hotel where this team is camping. You can imagine. They just spent a whooping 8 to 10 million US dollars on a World Cup by taking care of over 50 people. And now the national team that is going to play in the, in the under-20 half-court, which is by the World Cup qualifier. And uh, you don't have a decent hotel where you can uh, lodge them. You're actually renting a hotel nearby uh, the, the training camp and facility. So the money is uh, not um, properly being utilized by these countries that uh, uh, get it from FIFA. Well, Morocco not being African enough or African, uh, I, I think uh, it is something that uh, has been portrayed by uh, different uh, people in, in the media. Well, Morocco is the first African team to qualify for the semifinals of the, of the World Cup, but they are also the first Arab team to qualify for the semi-finals of the World Cup. So you can't take that away from the Arab community. As much as we kept on talking, wanting to own this as African and all that, the Arab community also felt it was their moment to shine because without a doubt, Moroccans are, Af are Arabs. They are Africans geographically because they are in, in the Afri on the African continent. But when you try to go deep into their system and all that, there are so many things that they are doing that are not African.
if you get my point. There are so many things that they're, they're doing that are not African. The reason why they are where they are, because they try to do things the proper way. The African way is not trying to do things the proper way. So it is a case of um, the Arab world wanting to own this because no Arab nation had ever reached uh, this far. And uh, probably that in a way took the shine away from Africa as a, as a continent and, and all that. But um, also politically, because you'll notice that uh, there are so many African unions, associations that Morocco are not part of. But they are geographically located on the, on on the, on the African continent, so it is something that is uh, a bit controversial and up for debate. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast: the annual inflation rate in Senegal climbed further to 14.1% in November of 2022, a new record high since at least 2006, compared to 13% in October. Main upward pressure continued to come mostly from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, recreation and culture, and restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up by 0.4%, slowing from a 1.2% rise in the previous month. The GDP in Rwanda grew by 10% from a year ago in the third quarter of 2022, picking up from a 7.5% rise in the previous three-month period. It's the fastest growth since the last quarter of 2021, led by services amid solid performance in activities such as hotels and restaurants, education, transport, in particular air transport, wholesale and retail, and finance. Other significant increases were registered in the mining and querying sector, manufacturing of which textiles, clothing and leather goods and chemicals, rubber and plastics. However, the construction sector plunged due to a normal downtime period. Agriculture activity expanded by just 1% supported by livestock products, while food crops were reportedly affected by unfavorable climate conditions. On a quarterly basis, the GDP rose 3.6% following a 4.1% expansion in the previous quarter. Kenya has received a major boost with a disbursement of 55.1 billion Kenya shillings worth of special drawing rights by the International Monetary Fund. It follows the completion of the fourth review of the 38-month arrangement by the IMF board under the Extended Credit Facility and the Extended Fund Facility Arrangements. The board's decision enables the immediate disbursement of about $447.3 million usable for budget support, including an augmentation under the ECF arrangement of SDR 162.34 million or about $215.8 million. This brings Kenya's cumulative disbursement under the EFF arrangements to about $1.6 billion. The augmentation, the total amount under the EFF and ECF arrangements, rises to 1.8 billion SDRs, about $2.46 billion. The arrangements approved in April 2021 aim to support Kenya's program to address debt vulnerabilities, the authorities' response to COVID-19 pandemic and global shocks, and to enhance governance and broader economic reforms. The National Bank of Morocco raised its benchmark interest rate by another 50 basis points to 2.5% at its December 2022 meeting. It marks the second rate hike this year, bringing the cost of borrowing to the highest since February of 2016 to prevent inflation expectations de-anchoring and making inflation return to rates in line with the price stability objective. Headline inflation rate in, in Morocco remained close to record levels of 8.1% in October of 2022 and is expected to rise to 6.6% 6 
2022, driven mainly by an acceleration in food and fuels. It would subsequently average at 3.9 in 2023 before rebounding to 2.4% in 2024 in line with the planned decompensation of subsidized products. The economic growth is now seen slowing down sharply to 1.1% this year compared to a previous estimate of 0.8% from 7.9% in 2021 after the worst drought in decades hurt the key agriculture sector. Subsequently, economic activity should speed up to 3% in 2023 and 3.2% in 2024. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at the Dome.